Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Just a thought, just a thought. my opinion. It's just a thought, just a thought. Get out your feelings. Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. I'm your host, Sheree Nicole, and I thank you guys so much for being a part of this amazing episode. I had the distinct honor and pleasure of being able to spend some time with Supermom, journalist, and world-renowned author of the book, Journal for Jordan, Dana Kennedy. And Dana most recently had her life and love story captured in the new film, Journal for Jordan, which was directed by Denzel Washington and stars Michael B. Jordan, who also produced the film. And the movie is based on the true story of First Sergeant Charles Monroe King, who's played by Michael B. Jordan. He's a soldier who was deployed to Iraq, who begins to keep a journal of love and advice for his infant son. And back home, senior New York Times editor Dana Kennedy, who you'll hear from in a moment, revisits the story of her unlikely life-altering relationship with Charles King and his enduring devotion to her and their child. It is a sweeping account of a -a once-in-a-lifetime love, and this film is a powerful reminder of the importance of family. Without further ado, let's take a listen to my conversation with Dana. Dana, it is an honor. Thank you for taking out the time. How are you feeling? Well, first of all, thank you so much for your interest in this and for sharing our story with your audience. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling really blessed. Thank you so much. That's great. And and this movie is certainly a blessing. And you talk about sharing a story. And this story, I would imagine, is very delicate, but also very powerful. So for you, as we look at, we're in 2020, this happened many years ago. Mm -hmm. What prompted you to trust Sony, Denzel, Michael B. Jordan with this story? I have had uh, such good people involved with this from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And because with the book, well, first with a story I wrote about our experience in the New York Times and then the book, I really was trying to do God's work and I was praying on this. And so I felt like God was going to lead me to the right people to tell this. And Denzel and I started talking, geez, when Jordan was three and he's 15 now. So I really got to know and trust him over time. Mm -hmm. And then others got involved in the process. And I trust who trusted he was going to bring the right people to it. And uh, the cast in particular, Andy, um, all made this feel very personal. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they read the journal, they met my son. And so I knew I was in good hands. And that's also interesting from one journalist to another. I mean, seeking truth, and, and trying to be objective and not too, um, I would say, vulnerable to an extent or naive is sometimes the way that things go when you're in the industry. So w- were you ever kind of torn between you being a very seasoned journalist and then still having to be in a position where you have to trust and get to know people enough to, to give this story? I'm just trying to think of that dynamic. Did you ever kind of struggle with that in the beginning? I didn't because I'm a producer on the film, Mm -hmm. but also um, I sat with Virgil Williams, our amazing screenwriter, and went Mm -hmm. page by page through the script with him. Yeah, Uh, I think I turned in like 20 pages of notes when we finally had 
the script. Um, and so they took all of that very seriously from the beginning and included me every step of the way in the process. And so I, I, and I know Denzel to be, you know, not only the most talented man in Hollywood, but an honorable person and, yeah. a, and a Christian man. And so yeah. I, I, you know, as I got to know him over time, I, I just knew he was, he was going to take care of Jordan and, and Charles and my story. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can only imagine the revisiting of certain things. Yeah. Um, when we talk about, you know, the storytelling component and how this ultimately plays out, how have you been emotionally as you've worked through seeing different cuts, seeing different scenes come to life and seeing the film and, and, and seeing what it is now? How are you kind of, how are you kind of balancing that? I'd say up and down. My emotions have been sort of up and down, but mostly up in that this is such a blessing. You know, I feel like it's not just about me, but it's telling the story of resilience after tragedy yeah. of a father uh, who found a way to be present for his son, even after he died. You know, yeah. uh, I tell my son all the time that you're having an ongoing conversation with your father that many kids don't have with fathers who are living. And so that was all a blessing. I wanted to also get a message out there about patriotism and how you know, we should be more united than divided. And so because I was focused on those things, I was less focused on myself, but there were some hard moments. We shot a scene in Arlington Cemetery and I, I literally thought I was gonna collapse that day. Hmm. And um, it was hard. Then, then, you know, Denzel came to New York to show me in a private screening, you know, the movie before we released it to anyone else. And I recall thinking, oh gosh, I, I got that through that pretty well. Wow. And then started having nightmares a few days later. Hmm. Uh, even planning the premiere felt, you know, Charles and I were engaged. We weren't yet married. We yeah. ran out of time. And the reason we decided to have our child first is because I suddenly, when he got orders for Iraq said, I think I want to have a baby. And he said, okay. And I said, all right. So once you come back and we have our wedding, we'll try. I was turning 40 and he was going to war. And he said, no, Dana, we can't wait. I might not come back. Mm. So, so planning the premiere, going with my girlfriends to try on dresses and doing the theater seating chart felt like the wedding we didn't have. So there were some moments that were hard, but it's all worth it to be able to tell this story. Yeah. Go going back to, to the comment, I might not come back. You know, there are so many women who are in your position or were in your position where you have a loved one who essentially is, is risking their life. That is their profession. That is their passion. What does, what does that, what did that statement mean to you then versus what it means to you now? It means uh, the same thing then that it does now, which is don't run out of time. Say what you need to say, you know, do what you need to do, confront the things in your life that you need to confront because you just never know yeah. when you're going to run out of time. The other thing is that I've been saying for years, starting with my book, A Journal for Jordan, which is what the movie A Journal for Jordan was based on, mm -hmm. is that, um, you know, we all should be should oversee our own legacies. Mm -hmm. So it's important that you define your own story, that you write what you need to write, you know, record what you need to record in any way to make sure that you are saying the things to the people who you love and who you care about um, so that so that there's never any question what your legacy is. Yeah, and and one of the um, interesting, I love Michael B. Jordan. I just think he's <laughs> a godsend when we talk about actors in, in Hollywood. And what were you most impressed by when it came to him capturing the essence of Charles? First of all, they look a lot alike. I was really struck by that. Oh my gosh. Also, the first day I went to set, I took a duffel bag for him and Shantae Adams, who plays me, mm -hmm. um, that included the actual journal. 
my Charles's dog tags mm. um, and his purple heart, one of his purple hearts, because he has more than had more than one. And the outfit that so our son was was six months old when his dad died. And he only met him once for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I in that bag was also the outfit that Jordan wore to his father's funeral because I wanted them, I just wanted to reinforce the idea that, you know, we may be characters on a page, but we're also real people. And Mike, you know, had to step away for a minute and sort of gather himself after seeing those things. And then he wore the dog tags that day, Hmm. dog tags that Charles left on my nightstand the last time I saw him. Uh, He wore those during filming. And I think what you'll see in these unbelievable performances is that they felt very deeply our love, but also my loss and, and that, Charles was a real honorable man that they wanted to make sure they did justice to both Shantae as the woman playing the woman that he loved mm-hmm. and Michael playing, you know, my Charles. You mentioned love. And, and one of the things that I loved about this movie was the layers to <laughs> yeah. you and Charles relationship, even how you met and, and, you know, woman to woman, sometimes there's a little bit of hesitancy a bit um, because oh, of the things yes. that we go through in life and some of the guys we dated that didn't work out and then even yep. how, how he came into your life it, it was still this wait a minute you know you got this other stuff going on we gotta we gotta work through this so um can, can you speak to the importance of really showing the layers to your love and kind of the ebbs and flows that was your relationship but it started with my book and I think that's why the book is sold literally all over the world yeah because uh I was willing to be transparent about our relationship. No adult has a charmed life and no relationship is perfect. Mm-hmm. If you're in any long-term relationship, you're going to have ups and downs. It was the best relationship I have ever seen, but I had to grow into it. Mm-hmm. I've always been incredibly uh, confident professionally, but insecure personally, you know, was I pretty enough, my weight, whatever. And here was this gorgeous Christian man, you know, and I thought, Does, is he really going to stay? Is he really going to want me? And I pushed him away for years and he kept coming back. You know, he just kept proving. He said, I'm not going anywhere. Wow. And, and, and eventually uh, I let down my guard and thank God, you know, because he could have he could have left in frustration. He didn't. Hmm. And oh, my gosh. And then when he sent the journal home and he had written about, you know, to our son, if you want to know what I value in a woman, just look at your mother. Hmm. I couldn't believe it. And, um, you know, he was, and we were the happiest we've been in our entire lives at the end of his life. And I think I tell Jordan all the time, not many people can, not many people die a hero Mm. and not many people can say at the end of their lives, they're the happiest they've ever been. And as hard as it was, I'm grateful for that. Wow. Wow. So powerful. I want to talk about Jordan a little bit. Um, you know, (laughs) for you being an amazing mom and and being in this situation (laughs) where, um, you know, you're, you're raising him, but very much still keeping him connected as much as you possibly can to, to his father, you know, with this journal in mind, how has it really helped to cultivate his growth into manhood? Cause I can only imagine that has its, its challenges. And we saw a little bit of that mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the film. So I would read it to him when he was a baby. And then for a few years, I put it away hmm. because I just wanted him to run and play and be a boy. Cause the first few years of his life, I was grieving. I was really grieving and in a lot of pain. And I wanted there to be moments where he was just running on the beach and doing what other kids do, you know? And so for a few years, I set it aside and I thought, let me wait until he starts asking again about his dad. Mm -hmm. And the minute he started doing that, I I pulled it out again. And now he reads Mm -hmm. it regularly. And, um, and, and what I say to Jordan, sometimes he'll ask me something and I'll say, well, go see what your father had to say about that. 
And he'll pull out the journal and he'll read something, whether it's about, you know, how to conduct yourself on a date or racial discrimination or whatever it is, uh, the power of prayer he writes about in there. He, may, he wrote an exercise program for him. Uh, and on the last page, he essentially wrote a letter that said, this is everything I could think of to teach you to be a man if I don't make it home. Huh. And so, as I said, I tell him all the time, you're having a conversation with your dad that many people whose dads are, are living don't have. Don't have. Do you, as you reflect back, do you feel that Charles somehow felt inwardly that that last tour may have been his last tour. I don't know that it was that specific. I think when you're in a war zone, you are always mindful of the possibility of that. Mm -hmm. He was a nearly 20 year veteran, was a a leader, a very, very um, highly decorated leader in the military. So he'd been through this a lot. But I also know that when he, you know, he took this journal with him to Iraq and he he wrote it from there. One day he called me and he was really upset. And um, he had said that he had had to recover one of his soldiers' bodies from a burned out tank with a shovel. Mm. And so he said, you know, the journal's not done yet, but I need to send it to you. Mm. In case something happens to me, at least Jordan will have part of it. And then when he came home for that two weeks, he finished it. And so I think he vacillated between the fact that we were looking forward to this new life we'd created, you know, I was pregnant and he was, he's, you know, had a soldier die in front of him. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's uh, that's something that that civilians who've never gone to war can't possibly understand. But I also think um, what he wrote in the journal was informed by where he was in life. And and that's why so many of the entries are so powerful. Yeah. Wow. What does for you, Dana, what does love look like, whether romantic, platonic or familial after loss? I tell you. After loss. What I realize is that I will never lower my standards. I don't compare him to other men. I, I date, you know, I have someone uh, in my life, but um, 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 I've been trying to make this hashtag go viral because I hear from so many women and, and it's hashtag find your Charles. Mm. No, don't compromise your standards. Uh, but love, just know that, you know, love is not all flowers and chocolate candy and champagne. It's messy. It's, it takes a long time to learn someone, Mm -hmm. uh, to develop trust and goodwill, like any relationship. We got there and I knew him so well. I could finish his sentences and he mine. We knew each other and we were so united, but there were years where I was, I just, I didn't trust him. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know because of my insecurities, not because of anything he did. And so sometimes you just have to put in the time and talk and learn each other. I broke up with that man. I know three times, bless his heart. (laughs) And he came back and um, I was immature. I I was, I was focused on my career and I had to grow into it. He was, he was always an older man. He was seven years older than me. Now I'm older than he was when he died. Um, but, but by the grace of God, he, he gave me a man who was patient with me and was gentle and allowed me to grow into this love. Keeping the journal that he wrote in mind, keeping this film in mind, keeping your book in mind. If there was a couple sentences you could write in a journal entry to Charles, what would it say? I would say, sweetie, women all over the country are falling in love with you right now. And I'm willing to share you (laughs) and I know you'd be proud of your son. I know you are proud of your son. I hope I'm making you proud and we will miss you 
um, forever, but we're happy. We're happy. I love it. I, I'm so happy that this film is coming to theaters Christmas Day. Christmas Day, <laughs> Journal for Jordan. It is a phenomenal film, you all. I'm sorry I cheated. I saw it before everyone, but I'm, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I fell in love with Charles too. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I did as well. Aww. So ladies, I don't know if you want to, it's a family film, but maybe you might want to leave your husband or boyfriend at home. I don't know. No, just, oh, bring <laughs> him, bring him. Bring the whole family. It, it is so phenomenal. Dana, it is an honor to have spent some time with you. Thank you so much for sharing your heart here with your work. And obviously with this film, a journal for Jordan Christmas day, guys, please check it out. Dana, thank, thank you. God you. bless you and Merry Christmas to you. God bless you and Merry Christmas as well. It was such an honor and a privilege to share time with Dana Kennedy. I can't thank her enough for sharing and being so transparent about her love and life story. And I can't wait for you guys to see the film. It comes out this weekend, Christmas Day, A Journal for Jordan. And I know we joked about it during the interview, but it really is a film for the entire family. Which brings me to just a thought as I was thinking about the movie and thinking about my conversation with Dana, I couldn't help but wonder, if someone got to write in a journal to you, what do you think that they would say? If they got the opportunity to reflect on your relationship with them, if they got an opportunity to share their thoughts on the impacts you've made in their lives or the lives of others or both, what would they say? And I think as we move into a new year, it's important that we use moments like a new year, a new start, to really evaluate and reevaluate who we present to people on a regular basis, how we love, how we listen. All of those things matter. And so when there are moments when you feel like you can't go on and you want to quit, when there are moments when you're so overwhelmed, you don't know the next move to make, when there are moments when you feel isolated and alone, when there are moments when you have to step up in a situation and make a big decision, when there are moments when you have to mentor, when there are moments when you have to minister, let's think about that. Let's think about who's writing to us in their journal. What will they say? And this isn't about evaluating or caring about what people think about us, but it's keeping in mind that wherever you go, you make an impression. And the goal is to make a memorable impression and mark on everybody we come across. And a lot of times that's simply done in the same way that Charles did with Dana, with, and that Dana did with him, and that they both did with their son Jordan. It's to show love. So that's my charge to us all. As we move into a new year, let's be more conscientious about showing a little more love. Whether it's saying I love you more, whether it's physically giving someone a hug or a kiss on the cheek, if you're COVID free, obviously, because we're still in a pandemic. But it might be just understanding someone's love language and doing that. Someone's love language might be a compliment or getting a nice gift, whatever it may be. Let's keep love at the front of our minds and not just this coming year, but every year. Think about what someone else's journal entries would be about you. Just a thought. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sharina Cole. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio.com. 
And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.